It's a Northwest Lifestyle Weekend on Como News. Welcome to the Fast Lane. Nick Miles is our auto expert, so drop it into gear. It's a green flag. Here's Nick. It's Sunday and time to talk cars in your weekly automotive experience. Uh, Pit Crew Jen, our pit boss, is here. We have a very exciting show for you today. The most talented people in their fields and we'll bring you some of the hottest news. So who's joining us on our auto expert today? Steve Harvey. Uh, he is not the comedian, but the West Coast sales manager for McLaren. will be talking about their new center. Also, the Olympus Rally coming up. Mark Morgan joining us for that. Lincoln Aviator, we saw it unveiled at the New York International Auto Show. And John Davis is going to give us the scoop on that. And then our uh, crazy mad scientist, I like to call him, Anton Wallman, independent investor and analyst, is going to talk about some of the latest trends in the automotive world. So what's hot in my world this week, I uh, spent some time at uh, the Ford F-150 diesel launch in Denver. And uh, I love this vehicle. I'm very impressed. It's, it runs extremely quietly. You don't hear much noise from the engine. It's very powerful. It's a great tower. It's a great hauler. Um, the downside to it, and Jen, you'll tell me you're a truck person, but the da- you're struggling with your chair. What's going on? Are you all right? Uh, yeah, I'm just small in this chair. <laughs> you do. Can't, can't Ch- reach the microphone. Jen, if, we have uh, high seats here at the radio station, and Jen's chin is on the table right now. <laughs> so uh, are you fixing Oh, you're going to go crisscross applesauce? Yes. All right. There. So the F-150 diesel, uh, a great truck, but the starting price, $45,000. Yeah, expensive, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, but most Americans are using these vehicles to tow horse trailers, work on the farm, uh, do construction, that type of thing. And so when you have something that starts at $45,000 just for a diesel, I think that's expensive. Uh, the one I was driving closer to $60,000, but capable, boy, it's capable. Uh, the question is, would you buy that? Also went on to do a bunch of TV after that. Uh, I landed in Chicago. Chicago on Tuesday night, drove to Milwaukee and did uh, Fox 6 up there in Milwaukee, then drove back to Chicago. Then it's about 150 odd miles between Milwaukee and Chicago. Did WGN, we did Eco Cars there, and then drove the four hours down to Indianapolis uh, where the Speedway is. And I did Eco Cars at Fox 59 in Indy. So, what are Eco Cars? These are cars that are either economical to own or ecological, I should say, for the world. And we had five cars that we showed everybody. Uh, we had the Ford EcoSport. Um, this, you, you heard the big news that Ford are getting rid of all their sedans. They're all gone except for two. The Mustang is staying and the new, I think, uh, Focus Wagon is staying. Everything else is gone. I just went to Ford Undercover <laughs> in Detroit and they showed a new Fusion, which they're not going to release now. And that's crazy. But Americans aren't buying sedans, so I get it. I totally get it. I agree with them. You don't own a restaurant and make a dish that's nobody's buying every morning and not serve it to anybody. You stop making it, right? That's exactly what Ford are doing. There's no point in wasting their money making something that nobody's going to buy. And when I say nobody, I mean not enough people to make it viable. Uh, they think they can sell more SUVs and more CUVs, and so they're turning their factories towards SUVs and CUVs. $14 billion savings that's going to uh, help Ford with. Uh, so we had the new Ford EcoSport, which is a, it comes in a one liter, starts at under $20,000, does about 29 miles a gallon. I think that's great, by the way. And the door is kind of cool. In the back of the light is the door switch. 
So you kind of put your hand into the light, open it up, open it up, and then the tailgate opens from the left to right. It doesn't go up like a lot of tailgates. It opens left to right. It's kind of cool. Lots of space. Very cool inside. Has Ford Pass, Android Auto, um, Apple CarPlay. Ford Pass, you can operate everything from your phone. And you can uh, talk to Alexa in the car as well. Like, turn things on. Hey, Alexa, turn the lights on. And they'll do them at your house. That's kind of cool. We also had uh, Toyota Camry. Unbelievable. 46 miles a gallon or 52 miles a gallon in a family sedan. After we talk about sedans going away. <laughs> The Mini Countryman SE, their plug-in hybrid, 12 miles uh, electricity alone, or a hybrid, does 65 miles a gallon MPGE wow. and still drives like a Mini. Um, we also had the BMW i3 on there. Recycled water bottles make up the inside. It's so cool. And then, we should be very proud of this, by the way, the carbon fiber in the exterior of the BMW i3 is made in Washington State from hydropower. Mm -hmm. And it saves 50% on water, 50% on electricity. And uh, and then it's exported to Germany where they make the shell of it. All right, that's what's been going on in my world this week. Coming up, Steve Harvey from McLaren going to be talking about their brand new car. We're going to get the scoop on it and on McLaren. More Our Auto Expert with Nick Miles is coming up on Como News. Start your engines and they're off. Back to Our Auto Expert, Nick Miles. This is Como News. Welcome back to Our Auto Expert. As I uh, promised, we would have uh, a special guest on and talk about something that's very fast and, of course, British, so close to my heart. In celebration of the royal wedding, uh, we're going to talk about McLarens, uh, actually. Steve Harvey joining us on the phone. He is the uh, West Coast sales manager uh, for McLaren, and we want to talk about this new uh, Senna vehicle that uh, McLaren are putting out. Uh, Steve, have you, you've sold all of these already, haven't you? That's right, we have. So we uh, we launched the car in December 2017 at that point. All 500 units were pre-sold to some of our most loyal customers. So yes, you're absolutely right, they're all sold. Is there any point in doing any PR for it now they're all sold? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, uh, it's a great feat of engineering. So, you know, it's a real demonstration of what we're what our capabilities are as a company. So, it's, uh, yeah, that's why we like talking about it. It's, uh, it's, it's a great part of the company and it's uh, we've got some absolute wizards back at Woking. So I look at this, I look at the numbers, Steve, well, how how on earth is this car actually legal to get get on the road? Because it's got, I and mean, we'll go through the numbers in a minute, but it does incredible things. And I I look at this and I go, when I grew up in the eighties, it was F one cars that didn't go this far. <laughs> it seems like yeah, it's uh, right. It's, it, it's spectacular. I mean, if it, if it just I mean, it really comes from the from the the, the carbon fiber monocage on the car. You know, the car weighs just over twenty six hundred pounds. Uh, you then couple that with a four liter twin turbo V eight engine that's got seven hundred and eighty nine horsepower, and you get some staggering performance figures. Uh, you know, we're talking naught to sixty in, in two point eight seconds, one hundred and twenty four mile an hour in six point eight, and we're fairly confident that it'll be running quarter of miles in in the nine seconds territory, which is you know, staggeringly quick. And see, I, I look at this and I go, I would be happy with a car that got from 0 to 60 in 6.8, but this goes from 0 to 124 in 6.8. That's right, uh, absolutely. Yeah, it, when you experience that kind of acceleration, it, it takes the, the air out of your lungs. It's, uh, it's phenomenal. I've been fortunate enough to drive the 570, uh, the convertible version of that, and, and that uh, pretty much rocked my world. Uh, how do you keep this thing on the ground? Because it, it, you know, it's carbon fiber, it's super light, it's super fast, it almost cries let's take off yeah absolutely well there are two parts of this really the first part is is the is the chassis on the car so we've got something called race active chassis control two suspension which is uh, it's an evolution of that that we established on the, on the 720 so the suspension on the 720 was, was part of a five-year phd study at cambridge university um, we've then taken that one step further 
So you've now got race active chassis control. Uh, you couple that with the aerodynamics on the car as well. You've got a, a wing on the back of the car, uh, which is, is fully active, which means you, you, you've got the, the, the point when you, when you come to brake, it's got an air brake on there as well. But the, the downforce on the car is uh, over 1,700 pounds of downforce, which is, you know, and that's what, what really keeps it on the road. Um, we've also got a new tyre that's been developed on the car, which, although is road legal, offers you very, very similar levels of grip to a slick. So the, the performance on the car on the track will be absolutely staggering. But this isn't cheap, is it? I mean, uh, I would say you throw in a BMW 3 Series and you're at a million dollars. So you buy this and a 3 Series and then you're done. Like that, there's your yeah, million dollars. Yeah, right? Absolutely right. Yeah, we, we, the car is just just shy of a million dollars, uh, and then we've also got our McLaren special operations department as well. And you know they'll do anything you like. We've got some cars that are coming through with full carbon fiber bodies with special colored tints, and you know they'll really do anything you want. It really does depend on uh, on your imagination and obviously how deep your pockets are. Quite a, quite a long way north a million dollars. So uh, interestingly enough, do you have packages that you can put on the car, or is it just whatever anybody wants? Yeah, we have a basic set of options that we put on the car, um, you know, such as you, this car, amazingly, for the performance. You can still get things like a, a Bowers and Wilkins stereo and all these bits and pieces and the cameras for the car right. to assist you in parking it. Um, but then we provide a bit of guidance. We have uh, bespoke liaison managers uh, at the factory, and they support customers in, in configuring their cars um, so they can talk you through. They can give you some ideas, some inspiration, and they've also got some cars that have been configured previously just to help guide people because it can be quite a, an overwhelming process to try and choose, you know, what colours you want to put on your, your new toy. I've been to several uh, high-end manufacturers, uh, you know, I've been to Rolls-Royce and things like that, and I think I'd have to do this in stages because by the time I'd chosen everything I want on the inside, I need to go and have lunch. It's it's exhausting because uh, there's so yeah, many choices. Absolutely right, yeah. yeah. I mean, one of the things that we do, we, we really encourage people to, to visit our headquarters back in Woking and McLaren Technology Centre. And, you know, we have a car there that people can physically, they can see, they can look, they can touch and sit in the car. And we've also got an infinite number of colour samples for the, for the leather inside the car, for the paint on the exterior. And that really helps people to narrow it down. You know, when you've actually got the car in front of you, it makes the, the whole exercise much, much easier. We're going to take a quick break, Steve. When we come back, I want to talk about uh, your newest announcement of a new McLaren dealer right in our backyard, how you did in 2017. That's when we come back in just a minute. Keep listening. Nick Miles, our auto expert, is moments away on Como News 1000, FM 97.7. Como News 1000, FM 97.7. Jump right in and put the pedal to the floor. Our auto expert with Nick Miles continues. All right, welcome back to the show. On the phone still with us, Steve Harvey. He's from McLaren, and uh, we're talking about uh, their new Senna. Um, delicious car. Um, unfortunately, just maybe about 900000 out of my uh, budget. <laughs> but I now have an aspiration to go buy lottery tickets. Uh, you have a big announcement locally, don't you, Steve, uh, of a dealership? We do, absolutely. So next week, we make the announcement of our newest retailer, which is McLaren Bellevue. This marks our 23rd location in North America, which really shows how far we, we've come since we, we sold our first cars in 2011. We started off with just nine dealers, so we, we really had some growth uh, across the last seven years. It's it's interesting, isn't it? Because, uh, McLaren has quite a few celebrities um who who are really sort of big McLaren fans? Did that help you put? Did that sort of help you uh, sell cars? Help put you on the map? Yeah, of course. Yeah, we've, we've got some fantastic ambassadors, and and they often share their cars and their experiences on on social media, um, and that really does give us credibility. Uh, and uh, yeah, they're, they're extremely positive about us and and the performance of the car, and that, that's only ever going to be a good thing for us. 
Yeah, and it also makes everybody want to be a celebrity, doesn't it? Because they can have something. Well, you drove. Absolutely <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, you drove one, Nick. Yeah, we drove one last mm-hmm. year. We did a five seventy. So yeah, that was uh, that was a, a well, definitely. It was incredible. What did you think? Yeah, oh. I know. I loved it. The only thing that bugs me about it is that I I have so much fun. I forget to put the nose up when I go into a driveway. Oh, you have to lift it. Yeah, the hydraulics. Because yeah. you know, it's one of those cars where you just having too much fun. You stop thinking about uh, doing the right thing all the time. Oh, oh, I've got to do that. <laughs> Uh, so that was kind of fun. Uh, you guys hitting out the park really with sales. So globally, around three thousand three hundred and forty cars in two thousand seventeen. Yeah, that's right. Uh, so three thousand three hundred and forty cars in in two thousand seventeen globally, uh, and we're the single largest market for for McLaren within North America. And we had just over twelve hundred cars sold uh, last year, uh, and actually we delivered our, our five thousand car just this last week. Just gone actually to a gentleman in Newport Beach. So. There's 5,000 cars here in the U.S. It's a, it's a, yeah, it's a huge deal for us. So, so, so who, who's really buying these cars? So is it is it celebrities? Is it, uh, you know, job makers? Is it retirees? Where is the McLaren market? Because it seems like a young man's market in a sense too, but not necessarily in the young man's budget. Yeah, sure. I mean, we, we have a real wide range of, of customers. And um, a lot of the people that, that I meet are generally they're, they're self-made people. Um, and it's also people, it's a very thoughtful car to purchase. People really appreciate the engineering and the design and the technology that's gone into the car, maybe more so than some of our other competitors. Um, so we have a lot of guys that buy the cars and use the cars. They, they track them. These aren't the kind of garage queens. You know, we have customers out there. We've got one gentleman uh, who's got a car of 12 seats, over 60,000 miles in it. You know, he uses it every single day. Um, and that's what the cars are for. The cars are there to be used. Uh, and that's it. That's a really great thing to see from our customers. It does feel a little bit, and, and I've only had the experience of the 570, yes, but it does feel a little bit like there are rails on the road when you drive this. <laughs> that seemed, that's, that's the one way I would explain McLaren to everybody. Like, you don't have to be a race car driver to be able to handle one. And there are plenty of cars out there, by the way, that I can't handle as well as I can a McLaren. But it seems you found that perfect marriage between performance, stability, uh, and sort of exhilaration. Uh, even though it's lightweight, it's still easy to handle, isn't it? Yeah, it is absolutely right. And as I said before, we've got some absolute wizards back in Woking. Our engineers and designers are incredibly talented. Uh, thanks for joining us today. And where can people find Pleasure. out more about uh, the McLaren cars and what you're doing? So you head onto our website at cars.mclaren.com uh, and we have put regular updates on there of all the, all the exciting things that are coming. Awesome. Uh, Steve, thanks very much. Coming up next on the show, the Olympus Rally. We're going to find out about uh, rallying on our auto expert. Homo News 1000 FM 97.7. Our auto expert with Nick Miles will be right back. Our auto expert continues on Como News. Here's Nick Miles. Well, welcome back to America's Car Radio Show. And I am Nick Miles and Jen is our uh, pit crew chief in the studio with me today. Um, you said there's no fun facts, Jen. <laughs> that is correct. Why is there no fun facts? Because I've been doing uh, a lot of projects for you lately. You know that Seattle stands by for your fun facts and you have nothing for them. <laughs> Actually, I've been working on some trivia. You have? Yeah. Oh, yeah. We're doing a trivia quiz, aren't we? At, yeah. uh, at, so there is an event in uh, the, at the Ridge Motorsports uh, Park, which is called Mudfest. This is where we get to choose the uh, Northwest Outdoor Activity Vehicle of the Year. Um, it sort of used to be the Northwest SUV of the year, but we have to call them activity vehicles now because they're not all true SUVs. And uh, we're doing the quiz night, aren't we? Yeah. Do you, you want to try one? Uh, okay. 
I want to know the answer because I'm I'm stupid. But all right, go okay. ahead. Okay, the Rolls Royce Phantom was introduced in two or um, two thousand and three. Yes. How many colors were offered? Twelve. Forty-four thousand. Oh, you see, mm. twelve yeah, times yeah. Uh, a lot. Yeah, you you need to brush up. Uh, I'm stupid. <laughs> no. I get trivia Actually, right. I think you're okay because you're the spokesperson. You know who isn't stupid? <laughs> Mark. Mark Morgan. <laughs> he, he, Mark Morgan joining us from the Olympus Rally. Uh, Mark, tell tell people what the Olympus Rally is if they don't know. Yeah, so Olympus Rally is a stage rally as opposed to like a rally cross and all that. Uh, stage rally is where the drivers go out into the woods, uh, mostly r- driving on like log roads and uh very rough terrain and all that, uh, but they go through, and it's a timed race so that they go through and uh, kind of compete against the clock more than anything else. Uh, it's been, the Olympus Rally has been around since the uh, early 60s and actually was formed as a national rally back in 1973. So it's a rally that's been around a very long time. Current group has been running it since 2006. Uh, it's just outside Shelton, Washington. Great oh. family event to come out. That's not far from the ridge, is it? No, it's not. Uh, in fact, the ridge is actually where our service park is, where you can go and see the racers actually work on their cars. Uh, so as they're between stages and everything that way, if something breaks, then they have an opportunity to fix it and go back out again. Uh, so the, uh, the ridge is definitely a great place to go and see. You know, we this is kind of a dangerous area to get into, but we always like to go to these sort of races to see spectacular things happen, uh, in, in quotation marks. Just <laughs> Do spectacular things happen at the Olympus Rally? Uh, they, they can, and they have. And that. Last year we had somebody that went up a tree. Oh. Uh, unfortunately, most of that is uh, you know, kind of behind the scenes and all that, but we always get the video and pictures later from the uh, safety crew and the stage uh, marshals and all that that are out there too. So um, uh, hopefully they don't do that right in front of spectators, but you never know. Well, we don't, uh, as, long as, nobody so. gets, as long as nobody gets hurt, that's the big thing. You exactly, know? Lots exactly. Lots of smoke and fire and mud are always great, as long mud. as no, nobody gets hurt. You know, yeah, exactly. Of mud. Um, <laughs> it, do you have to have – so t- explain to me about the cars – because mm-hmm. this, if you're sort of in the wilds, these have got to be definitely vehicles. You know, I'm not going to put a Mercedes S-Class in here. Subaru. Yeah. No, yeah, Subaru is definitely the, the big one that you see on the list and all. Um, uh, they, they range in everything from you have the Subaru Rally team, you know, and they're bringing out like Dave Higgins, Craig Drew, uh, their team, and one other team this year. Uh, and they're kind of the elite and that. Uh, but we have everything down to local teams that are running – uh, older cars and all that. And this year, actually, we even have Aaron Kaufman uh, from uh, Shifting Gears coming out, and he's doing uh, his own build, and that's his very first rally. He's running a 2001 Subaru, though, right. uh, and he knows what what everybody else is doing, and so he's going to bring that out and uh, run the race themselves this year, too. So explain to me the course a little bit uh, yeah. from start to finish. So uh, uh, we have a course clerk that goes through, and all the roads are actually uh, on uh, Green Diamond Resources land. Uh, and so they start off uh, generally at a park expose. You get to see the racers, and then from there they go out. Uh, they have so much time to get out to the stage uh, that they're going to run on. And that, so everybody goes in order. And then you can uh, they uh, have a start time, and, I, and they go through till the end, and at the end they get uh, checked for when they got through. Yeah. Uh, Mark, <laughs> I've got a bunch more questions. Stand by. When we come back, we're going to find out where, when, how, and what is the Olympus Rally and, and find out where you can uh, spectate and where you can watch this happen. That's as our auto expert returns. 
Stay tuned. There's more to come with Nick Miles on Como News. It's our auto expert on Como News. Here's more with Nick Miles. Uh, welcome back. Still on the phone with us, Mark Morgan. We're talking Olympus Rally. So uh, we should get this out of the way right at the beginning of this segment, Mark. Uh, when is the Olympus Rally and how do people spectate? Yeah, uh, sure. So it's on uh, May 19th and 20th, uh, weekend, Saturday and Sunday. Uh, how you spectate is actually if you go to our website, we'll have all the spectator instructions and all that. Uh, we will have spectator guides uh, available, though, for them as they go out. Um, we're actually going to have them placed at uh, Leshwab, uh, who's the sponsor for us this year. Our presenting sponsor is actually SubaruParts.com, and you'll see a lot of banners and all that from them as well. Um, but, uh, yeah, if you just come to downtown Shelton at about 8 o'clock on the 19th, it'll be the Park Expose. Uh, you can get a guide there. You can start meeting all the drivers and all the competitors uh, and, and then run out into the woods from there. Uh, all right. So, all right. Uh, the biggest thing that we say is just going to kind of come a little prepared. Uh, we are going to have some food trucks and that at uh, one of the spectator areas and that, but uh, you know, come prepared for uh, northwest weather. You never know; it could be as uh, you say in the morning, it's uh, you know sunny and afternoons rainy. So be ready right. for that, and um, so bring some sunscreen and an umbrella too, and probably a camera to take a few pictures. Yeah, it's, bring everything. Is it something that kids could go and do? Absolutely, you know, we have families come out all the time. We even have people bring their dogs out and everything. So, um, but yeah, this is a family-friendly event. It is free for anybody to come out. Uh, you know, we don't charge spectators anything. The only thing we ask is just that uh, you know, mind the marshals that are out there. They're there for your safety. Uh, so we want to make sure everybody's safe and goes home uh, safe as well. I'd love to bring my chocolate lab, Sam, but he always likes to ride fast in cars. He sticks his head out the window and lets his gum, <laughs> gums flap. So. Okay. Well, if you do have a dog that likes chasing cars, they may yes. not be the best yeah. option to bring no, out he there. Do, but, he doesn't like, he likes uh, riding in cars. He doesn't like chasing them. If you you open, know, that's good. So. He, the trouble is with Sam, if you open a car door, he's in right in there. Like, there's no stopping him as soon as you open a car door. He's sitting in the Well, I wouldn't bring seat. him to service then. He'd yeah. be in every car there. So. As, so, as soon as a car door opens, he's sitting right in the passenger seat, and he's like, let's go. I think he even has his own set of goggles somewhere. So, Well, you uh, know, some of these competitors, they come without co-drivers ahead of time. Maybe he, they need one. So, ooh. One bark for left, two barks for right. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> uh, is there a charity angle to this, Mark? Uh, so this year, the charity is actually being handled by Dirtfish. Uh, so Dirtfish Rally School that's out of Snohomish. Uh, they uh, <clears throat> actually have uh, their owner of the spectator area. And that, so uh, this year, they're actually going to be having like hot dogs and uh, drinks and all that, but uh, for charitable donations, what they're taking in, so they're doing it for one of their charities there. Have you have you raced this? Do you are you just organizing it, or do you get uh, do you get dirt under your fingernails? Uh, so I get a little dirt under my fingernails. So one thing that's a little unique for Olympus is that we do what we call video recce. So Friday before the actual race, the racers get to go out and see the stage for the first time, really. Um, but what we do, and what I specifically do, is I go out and I film every stage. And that. So then the co-drivers can go through and start taking notes ahead of time uh, and see the stages before they actually come up. Uh, so that's what I did actually during the sunshine this last week. <laughs> so uh, I'll be getting that up, and so that's where I get on, you know, get a little dirty and all that. And I have the 
nice metal skid plates to keep my Forester going along. So, yes, I'm a Subaru owner, too. So. <laughs> of course, you live in the Northwest. That's right. Yes, of course. <laughs> yeah, coming up still on the show, we're going to get to uh, talk to Anton Wallman, our crazy investor and analyst, plus a bunch more. You'll probably want to uh, get some room on your plate for meat and potatoes. That's coming up next. Keep your radio tuned to Como News. More Our Auto Expert is on the way. He's Nick Miles, and this is Our Auto Expert on Como News 1000, FM 97.7. Well, thanks for joining us for the first hour of Our Auto Expert. Of course, we are available 24-7 for you to uh, get involved in Our Auto Expert. And I do answer all of your emails personally, so... Feel free to go to OurAutoExpert.com, read the reviews, watch the TV segments, and find out more about new cars, news, and what's on the streets. Also, you can go to our social media website, uh, Facebook, Twitter, or the Instagrams. Uh, Facebook, of course, you know how to use it. Instagram, you can actually follow the hashtag, OurAutoExpert. And also on Twitter, we update it uh, multiple times every day. Jen's the good updater there Mm -hmm. and puts all of the latest information, what's happening, news, breaking news, and also opinions on the site there. Plus, we link to all of our videos. So we have a bunch of TV segments and a Fox Sports show that airs. You can uh, see that at uh, ourautoexpert.com. And, of course, give us feedback. And if you missed the first part of the show, you can catch it on Podbean. Yep, Podbean is where we place all of the previous shows, so you can hook into that and find out the previous shows, listen to them, download them, and send us love. We like them. Como News. There's more to come with Nick Miles. Stay tuned. Our auto expert will be right back. It's a Northwest Lifestyle Weekend on Como News. Welcome to the Fast Lane. Our auto expert with Nick Miles continues. Welcome back to hour two of our auto expert. Uh, Jen, I have been traveling. I did uh, a TV segment on WGN the other morning. We did eco cars. And one of the cool things about this uh, TV segment is that, uh, and I love, like my home station is Como obviously, right. but I go to other markets sometimes. I, I did eco cars because a lot of times my producers tell me, you got to have eco cars because uh, that's what families want, right? They want to be sensible. They want family haulers. But to be honest with you, I get out there and these guys say to me, why don't you bring something that's really loud and big? I like V8. <laughs> I, you, you can't win. So the, the team out there uh, is classic. Uh, Paul, uh, Con- Paul Conrad is the weather guy. Mm-hmm. Paul's always like, yeah, I'm saying meaty with a big with a big V8 or or Pat the sports guy. It was they're just like big meaty cars. The trouble is they're not little guys. Once they get in the cars, you know, if it has a small back row. This is one of the problems is that you can get an economical car, but they tend to be fairly small. So getting in that back row, if you have kids 14 and above, you get cramped into that second row. Honestly, Pat got into the second row of the BMW i3. Amazing car, recycled water bottles, as I mentioned in the last segment, in the mates, the interior. There's no legroom in that. You have to sit like crisscross applesauce on the seat. <laughs> like <It's>, me. <laughs> right, well, like you were doing right now. Well, that's because your chair won't go high enough. It's quite comical. I wish We should post a picture on Facebook of your chin resting on the desk here. <laughs> Let's not. Because you just see over the desk. Well, the desks are quite high. We don't have adjustable desks, do we, in this uh, Como studio? We're, I'm sitting on a high stool because I'm only 5'4". But you don't know that on radio, do you? I probably sound about eight foot tall. 
Uh, oh, just imagine I'm, I'm eight foot tall. All right, uh, back to cars because what we're talking about. But you're a truck fan, aren't you, Jen? Yes. Why do you like trucks? It's a family thing. Because you don't have a good reason, it sounds like. No, I do. It's like I have a lot of friends who need help lifting things or moving things. or. Let's be honest. How many times a year do you help your friends move stuff? Once? Twice? Okay, twice. But right. I right. like to haul stuff. I don't like, like what? Okay, so like gravel. I can't put that. When my... was the last time you put gravel in your truck? I actually do it every year, and I can't put it in my Once Camaro. Once a year. You can get it delivered. No. It'll be much cheaper. No. I just, I like the truck. I like the look. Okay, in the Camaro, you're really low to the ground, and the truck is the complete opposite. I'll give you exactly big... the same as my dad. This is this is the problem, right? <laughs> you're exactly the same as my dad. Here's okay. the problem. My dad has a Sienna minivan, a Toyota Sienna minivan. Yeah. It seats seven people. Mm-hmm. I'm like, Dad, it's just you and Mum. Why do you have a Toyota Sienna minivan? He lives four miles from me. Uh, he lives three miles from me. Just moved. Three miles from me. Yeah. Why do you have a Toyota Sienna minivan? He says, well, your sister comes at Christmas <laughs> for a week every year. Hey, hire a vehicle. You don't need to have. You could have a two-seater sports car. You don't need a Sienna minivan. I mean, he loves his Sienna. And, it's, and, it, and right. it's a great vehicle. Don't get me wrong. Why do we choose? We choose the vehicles because we might want to put seven no, people No, I have in a them. boat. But if I didn't work so much. When was the last time you took like, your, you towed your boat? I know, like five years ago. Because right. I, I because rest my case, I'm Jennifer a, Jenkins. I am a workaholic. Ask anybody. Right. So I don't I, get much free time anymore. Another reason not to have a truck. <laughs> I love my truck. You could have. Two. You could have. I have an, two. I don't get America. You know. Why, we want all-wheel drive for the three days that we have to have I've it every year. Drive. In the Northwest, we need, unless you live in Snohomish or you live somewhere where oh, you have to drive the Stevens Pass where it, it does get snow. I get that part. We like big vehicles in case the possibility that once every five years we want to tow our boat. No. Okay, I personally... What do you mean, no? You just told me the last okay, time you well, towed your boat was five years ago. Well, what if you're traveling and you have to go up a hill? I like my big, beefy what if engine. You just told I me... I do it all the time. What if you just told me that five <laughs> years ago was the last time you towed your boat? You do gravel yes. once a year. It would be way cheaper to have a more economical vehicle, like a one. Subaru Forester, no. and, then, and then have the gravel delivered once a year. But that's not me. No, I, no, I'm not saying, you, but we, saying choice I, is part of it. Right. But being practical, if we actually used our vehicles for what we use them for, we wouldn't have the vehicles we have. We like to think that because we have snow, we have a big honking vehicle. Oh, what mental. You don't need it. You just already established you don't need it. You have it because you said it would drive you crazy. So yeah. you have a truck for mental health. I just like big vehicles. Let me know if you agree with Jen or I. And if you don't agree with me, then stop listening. We'll be back in a bit. <laughs> Stay tuned. There's more to come with Nick Miles on Como News. It's our auto expert on Como News. Here's more with Nick Miles. Well, welcome back. Uh, something I've been excited to talk to you about is the new Lincoln Aviator. Now, I was all buzzy when I came out of New York. In fact, I think Mike and I, uh, Mike Cordell, who's the other half of uh, our auto expert, had been on Fox and Friends talking about this. Uh, the new Lincoln Aviator was revealed at the New York show. Pretty excited about it. And the guy who's in charge of the program to bring the Aviator to market is John Davis. He's joining us on the phone. This vehicle has really broken the bounds, hasn't it, or the boundaries of what we consider to be a regular SUV, hasn't it, John? 
Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we're, we're very excited about it. In fact, uh, for Lincoln, it's the a first introduction of a, a brand new rear-wheel drive uh, architecture in addition to competing in a, in a really wonderful place for, for premium utilities. So we're introducing this as a, a new three-row uh, rear-wheel drive-based uh, vehicle. Uh, that's going to excite customers and and bring something new to the Lincoln lineup. Now, let's talk about specifics because this vehicle really uh, does hit home on a lot of things. So on the outside, uh, it looks like a Lincoln, uh, but those the wheels on the one that you showed at New York are absolutely enormous. Are they 22 inches? They they are. Um, yeah, we've I, I don't know, I don't know if I've ever seen a vehicle it. that big. There have been vehicles with 22-inch wheels. I think what makes this different from the proportions of the Aviator is the rear-wheel drive architecture and our ability to kind of push the wheels towards towards the ends, and it gives us a really elegant set of proportions that uh, David Woodhouse, our Lincoln Design Director, was then able to, to craft a vehicle around. So it's uh, it's been great. It does look uh, extremely menacing, but there's a lot of it's it's very big, and it's very bold, but at the same time, it's very refined as well. And when I walked through the displays that you had when you introduced the vehicle, you showed a lot of inspiration that led you to the Aviator, to a lot of things that spoke to where the Aviator was sitting in the marketplace. And one of those was some interesting wood sculptures that almost looked like the ripples in water that you had really taken the side of the vehicle from. And the waves in the side of the vehicle, they look very different from uh, anything I've seen in a car before, but they seem to fit in. It's almost like I threw a pebble in a pond and, and there's ripples going through the outside of the vehicle. Yeah, absolutely. There's there's two kind of main elements. Uh, one is, is, as the name implies, driving on uh, aviation theme uh, into the design. And then also this, um, this approach of an S-curve, as you described those uh, contoured surfaces, uh, it was really an attempt to try to make a very elegant and beautiful profile on many surfaces of the car um, so that it uh, deflects light in different ways. And that uh, really gives a very different appearance to maybe slab-sided uh, vehicles that uh, might otherwise be in this segment. I know the, uh, the Germans have gone to sort of a minimalistic design where it's very, uh, there's very little on the side of a vehicle. It's almost like a flat, straight piece of metal. But I personally prefer this sort of curvature, personally prefer a lot of artistic stuff. And a lot of times I go to launches of vehicles and people will say, you know, we were inspired by Savile Row suits or Swiss watches or that sort of thing. And it's hard for me to actually understand how they got from a Savile Row suit into a vehicle. <laughs> However, I think you guys did a great job when you showed us pieces of artwork that inspired the vehicle because we could almost connect the thought patterns. And there seems to be a lot of like complicated thought that went into Lincoln. Yeah, absolutely. The, uh, w- one of the best uh, image elements that I know David points to is uh, a ballet dancer. And when you think about that, it's uh, a great combination of both um, elegance and beauty as well as strength, right? You have to be really in great shape to be a ballet dancer. And that's kind of the uh, emotive elements that we've been trying to bake into these products going forward is uh, how do we show strength and beauty and and not so much the, I'll call it the menacing design that maybe you see in, in some competition. But at the same time, it feels very bold and stable and that sort of thing. Um, and I know that when when you guys went through it and when, when you announced it and when you showed everybody it, there was a lot of very big uh, impressions and a lot of people were super impressed with the amount of work that you put into the vehicle. But one thing Lincoln and I noticed are doing 
that's different from any other car company, rather than listening to customers, which you obviously do, you're also watching what customers want. And I know when Kumar was over there at uh, Lincoln, he had showed us that they, by observing a customer's behavior, you were able to design a vehicle that actually fit better into their lifestyle. I love that about it. Plus, this is a car that's looking at the road ahead and uh, finding out how its suspension should be set up. So we'll uh, we'll tell you all about that when we come back talking to John Davis about the brand new Lincoln Aviator. Keep your radio tuned to Como News. More Our Auto Expert is on the way. He's Nick Miles, and this is Our Auto Expert on Como News 1000, FM 97.7. Welcome back to Our Auto Expert. We're talking to John Davis about the brand new Lincoln Aviator. Uh, so this keyless driving where you just use your cell phone, it has a, a valet mode, doesn't it? Yes, we have an ability to uh, identify a, a valet mode so that you can pass a code to a valet, uh, still keep your information very private. You don't need to hand over your phone, and that will allow them access and limited uh, driving capability of the vehicle. And then, of course, when you v- get your vehicle back from the valet, you instantly pull out of that mode, and everything goes back to normal so that you can continue driving your vehicle. But it's a nice way to do it. It's also a backup plan for us and for the customer so that if for some reason your battery and your cell phone should die, I'm sure we've all had that experience, or you've dropped your cell phone and it breaks and no longer functions, you can still use your personal access code to get into the vehicle and to drive that vehicle away, which is uh, a unique feature also from the standpoint of the Lincoln Aviator. I mean, you've done that for a while, too, had the numbers on the doors that you can, uh, and nobody else seems to have called you on that as well, uh, which I think... Yeah, it's been sort of a signature for Lincoln, and, and we have so many customers that really love it, they keep coming back to it. That's one of the uh, a significant purchase driver from our customer bases, because it also allows them a, an easy access to the vehicle. I love it, because when I go to, uh, when I'll be doing like uh, Fox in San Diego, or wherever I'm going, uh, they'll often, Lincoln will leave a car for me at the airport to test drive, and then they just send me the number, and I punch it into the door, and there you go. It's magic. I think this is perfect there for Ryan. Yes, exactly. I will uh, also tell you, so with with this uh, keyless uh, entry for the for the car, so when I saw this vehicle introduced, I, I was like, wait a sec. So I could lend my car to uh, one of the kids and then give them the code. And if they didn't return, I could just turn it off. <laughs> At any point, if they weren't back by, you know, curfew, could turn it off. And then Lincoln have these great concierge services where you could, you know, they can pick the car up for you. So I wouldn't have to go. So your kids would be at a party and the car would be gone. Exactly. <laughs> I, I think you guys. It's a new way to parent. Yes. That's right. <laughs> it's genius. Genius idea. LincolnParenting.com. Yeah, it's, it's a genius idea. Uh Lincoln has really pioneered in customer services as well. All these concierge services that you have and that you're testing, um, there is many of them just to make our lives easier, isn't there, John? Yeah, we, we focused a lot, not just on the product as we talked about, but also the services side. Uh, so one of those you mentioned, our pickup and delivery service, we're the only uh, kind of full-line premium manufacturer that offers this nationwide, where uh, instead of you having to come to the dealership and drop the vehicle off, we come to you. And if you need a loaner, we'll uh, leave you with a loaner car. Some people, it's just enough to uh, pick up uh, their vehicle, bring it back to the dealership for service and return it. Uh, and wherever they're at, this doesn't have to be at your home. This can be at a place of work or a different location that you identify. Um, 
Um, so there's a lot of great things about uh, what we're trying to do to, again, make the customers' lives uh, easier. And that's just one of them. We're also uh, piloting some other items in terms of a personal driver. Uh, so where uh, you want to maybe go out on the evening and you don't want to have to worry about driving, uh, we can actually have uh, a driver come to you and uh, drive you to wherever you want to go. And, of course, this is in your vehicle, so you don't have to worry about um, not having what you want with you. I like the fact I was thinking about this, that uh, my father-in-law has to go to the uh, optometrist or the eye doctor and have his eyes dilated. So we always have to, you know, he can drive himself there, but he can't drive himself home. And I was thinking maybe we should just get him a Lincoln. And that way the driver could meet him at the optometrist and drive him home after his appointment. That's a stroke of genius. Can't wait to drive it. John Davis, thank you for joining us on our Auto Expert. And good luck with the brand new Aviator and all the other products that you guys are working on. Como News. There's more to come with Nick Miles. Stay tuned. Our auto expert will be right back. Como News. Time to set it on cruise control. This is our auto expert. Here's Nick Miles. Joining us as he does every week on the phone is our mad scientist. He's an independent in investor and analyst, Anton Wallman. Anton, there is significant news we need to talk about this week, and I'm sure that we could talk about it for two or three hours because uh, there is so much going on. But let's start off with the fact that uh, Ford are kissing goodbye to their sedans. That's right. So much of what uh, the industry calls cars, which means not crossovers and not SUVs and not trucks, have seen a precipitous decline in demand in the U.S. market over the last, frankly, couple of decades, but in particular over the last five years. And at some point, what this leads to is that some automakers need to prune in their offerings of said cars. This means sedans, hatchbacks, and the like. And in this case, the most recent victim in this list of pruning is Ford. Ford is basically now doing what FCA, Fiat Chrysler, has been doing over the last two years, which is to say substantially decline the number of cars that it will be offering to the U.S. market. So let this is an important fact. You and I both were in Detroit recently for an event called Fall Down a Cover, where they showed us 10 vehicles of the future. Out of those 10 vehicles, uh, there are some that may not come to market now because there was um, there was a fusion in there. And then now they're well, saying the they're getting rid of it. Getting, the fusion is getting actually one last mid-cycle refresh, which takes in place here over the next handful of months. And then I believe after the end of calendar uh, 2021, basically the Fusion will no longer be sold in the U.S. market. So the Fusion will be the one model that will live on a little bit longer until the full current design cycle uh, rolls over after about the end of calendar year 2021. All right. Uh, Let's talk about uh, expectations for uh, in growth and sales. Ford and uh, GM, FCA, about what we expected for for this uh, second quarter? Yes, all of the big three, so-called big three, uh, Detroit uh, headquartered or otherwise substantially present there, automakers uh, reported first quarter financial results here near the end of April. And uh, basically the results were roughly in line with everybody's expectations. General Motors is 
undergoing a generational shift in its single most important vehicle for the North American market, which is the large pickup truck ones. And as the old one rolls off in terms of sales, this is the Chevrolet Silverado, as well as the GMC Sierra, they're seeing a bit of a decline in sales from that product, which had an impact. But overall, that was expected. Uh, Ford, largely no movement there. The most important thing about Ford is that they're generating essentially 100% of their global profit from the North American market. And they're seeing increased competition in China, uh, which is really causing them not to grow very much in China at this point in time. And when it comes to FCA, they're just doing very, very well. They're they're executing on almost all fronts, with the one exception on which they commented, which is to say that their Ram 1500 pickup truck the all-new one that started production here in the first quarter of 2018 is seeing a bit of a slower ramp-up. They're having some manufacturing issues, and they said they're operating only at about 60% of capacity for that product, but they hope that that problem will rectify itself here before the middle of the year. There seems to be a little disappointment in the Silverado, uh, which was announced at the New York show, and a lot of attention going to the Ram 1500. Do you think that the, the less impressed people with the new Silverado will be saying, uh, you know, the 1500 may look better? Well, I think that in terms of time to market, uh, Ram has a bit of an advantage here because it just became available here at the very end of the first quarter of 2018, which means that some of the people who are eager to jump into something new uh, have something available there that is really new and fresh, whereas the GM product really doesn't come onto the market until the fourth quarter of this year, basically. Although it does start at $45,000, which is uh, is kind of a high price line. All right, Anton, stand by. We're going to take a quick break. But when we come back, there was a Shanghai Auto Show. There was a lot of new cars shown, and some of them are absolutely unbelievable. We'll talk about those when we come back. More Our Auto Expert with Nick Miles is coming up on Como News. Charge your engines, and they're off. Back to our auto expert, Nick Miles. This is Como News. Still on the phone with us, Anton Warman. Uh, we're talking about some of the cool tech, some of the cool trading numbers that have come out in the last uh, few weeks. So let's talk about new vehicles that are significant. Uh, we had a Asian auto show this last uh, couple weeks, and we're seeing some of the cars coming out of that show that are pretty impressive. That's right. So we have, of course, a number of just Chinese brands that will just sell in China, and we really won't see them here in the United States to any significant degree for years to come. However, there were a number of global debuts of some important cars over there that we will be seeing here in the United States. And two examples include Volvo and BMW. Volvo has a sub-brand called Polestar, which is their highest, highest line of vehicles that is really being spun out into not quite a different company, but more of a more standalone brand. And they officially priced and will start soon start to manufacture their first vehicle, which will start at $155,000. This is a coupe, uh, coupe with uh, over 600 horsepower, and it's a plug-in hybrid with almost 100 miles of range on just the electric portion of the bill. So this will be a flagship product, which will be followed next year with an all-electric vehicle that will be a direct competitor to the Tesla Model 3. 
And then we have BMW, which showed its BMW X3 electric. I think they call it the iX3. And they said it was kind of a concept, but everybody knows this thing will be in dealerships in a little over a year and a half from now. So in calendar year 2020. So this will have, uh, I think, close to about a 240-mile range. It'll have a 70-kilowatt-hour battery and will look very much like the current uh, X3, the very popular crossover uh, premium model from BMW, except the grill of the car will be slightly modified so that when you look at the car from straight from the front, you'll know that it's the all-electric one. But the rest of the car looks very, very much like the existing regular gasoline and diesel X3. Now, BMW have done something interesting because I'm actually driving an X3M right now, uh, the M, uh, whatever it is, 340i. The interesting thing that they've done is, for instance, the 530e or the 530ex uh, is the same price as the gas version of the car. So you could buy a 530e for $53,000 or a 530i for around $53,000, exactly the same price. And that's their whole mantra at BMW, isn't it? You can go buy the car and then choose the powertrain and pay the same price. That's right. So really what's going on here is that they're essentially giving you a far more highly contented powertrain for the same price. And ask yourself, why are they doing this? Because clearly this is not motivated by the unit economics of the car itself, because in order to supply that plug-in hybrid version of the vehicle, it costs many, many thousands of dollars more. The reason they're doing this in the U.S. market is because California and approximately 10 other states have the so-called ZEV, Zero Emissions Vehicle Mandate, which mandates that automakers must sell a certain number of pure electric cars and plug-in hybrids in order to avoid having to purchase these so-called credits from companies such as Tesla. Anton, if people want to read more stuff uh, that you write about, where can they go? Well, a majority of what I publish is published on a site called SpeakingAlpha.com. All right. Anton Wallman, always great to have you on the show. And we'll be back. Keep listening. Nick Miles, our auto expert, is moments away on Como News 1000, FM 97.7. Como News 1000 FM 97.7. Jump right in and put the pedal to the floor. Our auto expert with Nick Miles continues. Well, that's it. I uh, It's sadness at this point because we've had two hours on Como. And uh, at this point, um, what have we learned, Jen? That you like minis and small engines. No, I just I, <laughs> I have minis. I like big honking V8s too. Yeah. But they're not necessary. We've learned that Jen has big trucks and she never uses them. I use for them big truck every things. day. No, not for big truck things. True. You, know. you just use them to intimidate people when you go to work. Mm-hmm. You sit next to them in the light and rev. Well, I have a big personality. I think that's in- intimidating oh, enough. <laughs> apparently, if you have a big personality, you need a big truck. What else did we learn? We learned about the Olympus Rally. Yes. Today. See, I could take my truck in the mud. You I could. could do that. Why don't you enter the Olympus Rally? Maybe next year. All right. You're a little scared. <laughs> no. What happened to the big personality? I have a big personality. Well, get into the Olympus Rally then. Um, Stop putting it off. Okay, so no shows next week then? Right. Like, if you that... want to go drive, we'll take a week <laughs> off. Uh, we also learned about the new Lincoln uh, Aviator. Yep, and Did the we? Senna. Yes, and, the, and Senna from McLaren. All right, ourautoexpert.com. We'll see you next week. Stay connected. Stay informed. This is Como News.